Welcome to Microgrid Knowledge, where we provide news and analysis about microgrid development and trends. This is Lisa Cohn with microgridknowledge.com. Our guest today is John Greenler. He's the Director of Education Programs for the Wisconsin Energy Institute, and he's here to tell us about a microgrid exploration station. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at www.microgridknowledge.com to get an early jump on prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's www.microgridknowledge.com. Hi, John. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, it's a pleasure to be, with you here, uh, be here with you today. Thank you. So now, as I understand it, the exploration station is something that allows that uh, kids and I assume their parents um, can learn about microgrids from. That's correct. It really uh, will work and is really applicable for a very you know broad, wide-ranging audience. Exactly. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what it is and how it, the project got started? Sure. So here at the Wisconsin Energy Institute, we actually have uh, a significant area of study uh, looking at uh, microgrids, uh, how uh, they can be scaled up, and more specifically, what the control uh, mechanisms are that are possible to really allow for the dynamic interactive nature uh, of a microgrid, both in terms of using different sources of power, uh, you know, and uh, and being able to uh, meet a variety of needs. And so, you know, we've been focused on this area of research for uh, a number of uh, a significant number of years here at UW Madison, more recently uh, within the Wisconsin Energy Institute, which its current incarnation is about a little over three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a whole lab uh, focused on this area and. You know, we've been aware that uh, it, it's a it's a dimension of research and, and development in uh, electrical power systems, in, in, in which there's a lot of excitement, uh, and mm-hmm. that's true for the general public uh, and for students as well. So we were looking for a way to engage people in a hands-on, mind-on fashion uh, with microgrids. So we said, well, how can we come up with um, an actual physical model in miniature uh, that we could, you know, take on the road, so to speak, that mm-hmm. would allow people to get some sense of how a microgrid works and what, what the opportunities are for a microgrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <coughs> great. Yeah. Um, really, really interesting. I, I, w- I need to come and look at your hands-on model so I can understand them better. Um, yeah. um, so is it, like, what? It, what size is it? So, you know, it really, uh, it can take a couple different uh, forms, but it, it all fits onto a platform, a wood platform. It's maybe about one feet by, uh, by three feet uh, uh, in length. And there's on, on that uh, board are uh, several kind of, uh, kind of sub-circuit boards that are actually uh, made up of... Um, um, electrical equipment that is uh, called uh, made by Alanco, the company called Snap Circuits, mm-hmm. uh, and they're very, very simple uh, educational type circuit uh, systems that allow uh, the user to you know put together uh, an electrical system that can, can contain a wide range of, of different components, from uh, hand crank generators to voltmeters, solar panels, wind turbines. Uh, LED lights, uh, quite wide-ranging. Oh. Um, 
So when you say that, so what is the advantage of that? Is there any way, I'm looking for kind of a picture in my head. Can you, um, sure. is there like some sort of light or something that follows different paths? I think the, one of the things that's great with the snap circuits in general is they're little, essentially, plastic strips that have um, little snap clips that are similar to what you might, you know, find on a piece of clothing to, you know, button up a jacket or whatnot. And so uh, there are all these little components, like it uh, would be an LED light or a voltmeter, that have these little snaps. And so uh, you can snap these pieces together in a wide-ranging uh, you know, variety of ways to create different types of circuits. And so, uh, and they all go on to a board which is somewhat similar to, uh, to what we might, you know, think of as being like a Lego-like uh, board. So you can mm -hmm. very easily visualize how a circuit would work just by kind of following the path of these little plastic circuit components and how they're all snapped together. So it's, it's very easy to see, okay, well, the you know, power is coming from this battery and going over to this light. Uh, I'm getting a sense of how much volts or amps by you know, looking at this meter, which is snapped into that circuit, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. So it's very easy uh, for the learner to uh, appreciate how the circuitry is working and to be able to manipulate that circuitry as well, to be able to um, switch on different uh, sources of power, for example, or even just be able to change up, you know, how uh, how the circuits are arranged even. Well, that's really interesting. Um, now, does it also show, I assume it gives you some information about storage? Yeah, so, you know, one can build uh, a microgrid of, of a variety of different types of complexity using uh, these uh, snap circuit kits. And one of the things that we do have is uh, is a little battery that's a part of, uh, of the model, so students can see that you know if there's a period of time when uh, the wind doesn't blow or the sun doesn't shine, uh, so to speak, that that then there's that battery there as a backup. They can also develop a model which would essentially have the equivalent of of a power plant. It's just a little hand crank generator, uh, you know, with some power line, little uh, wires to see that. You know, with a microgrid, you do have that adaptability of plugging into uh, the, you know, the main grid uh, as well. Hmm. That's really interesting. Now, is there anything specific about your region that um, uses microgrids or could benefit from microgrids in a certain way? Sure. You know, so I think, you know, here in the Midwest, uh, we do have, uh, in various areas, significant amounts uh, of wind power. Uh, and also, given the, you know, the current uh, uh, um, economic situation in terms of photovoltaic panels becoming more and more um, uh, inexpensive, mm -hmm. um, really, you know, solar photovoltaics have also become uh, significantly more uh, popular, and we're really seeing rapid deployment of those as well. So, you know, it is, we are at a point here in the Midwest, very similar to, climate, for example, to Germany, uh, you know, where we can look at these alternative uh, energy sources in, in a way that is economical. Uh, correspondingly, we're also in an area where, uh, <clears throat> where resiliency, you know, is a, is a consideration as well. So we do, you know, being in the Midwest, uh, we do have like spring weather, such as tornadoes, which can take down, uh, you know, transmission lines. And so, you know, that ability of a microgrid to be able to pick up uh, in short order if the main grid goes down is also a very significant attraction 
uh, for uh, microgrid development uh, here in the Midwest, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, uh, Iowa, etc. So, interesting. Um, now, are there are there any? I'm just curious. Are there a lot of microgrids around, or is it something that's an idea that the area thinks it needs? Sure. You know, I think it it is something at this point in time, which is. You know what I would call would be nascent. You know, um, uh, we don't really have, you know, maybe some of the examples of microgrids that, uh, you know, for example, are, are more well known, like such as in New York City. You know, when uh, Hurricane Sandy hit, and there were various uh, housing co-ops, whatever buildings that, uh, you know, may, were up and running, you know, through microgrids. But um, yeah, but we're really well underway, and you know, seeing the opportunities and things like, uh, especially things like. Uh, uh, medical or hospital complexes, uh, you know, various uh, maybe educational campuses, uh, et cetera, I think, you know, will be, or areas where we do need more uh, security. For example, a penitentiary is also a really good example of where uh, there would be significant advantages of a microgrid because you really want to make sure that you have that power. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you mentioned, um, so who learns, Who? how does one come and look at your demonstration or your um I guess it's not a demonstration, but um, your exploration station. Sure. There's only a couple different ways that it can be used. Uh, you know, we've been leading more with um, a station where, uh, which works at kind of a large uh, science uh, festival, for example, where you may have many hundreds of people going through, you know, uh, in, in fairly short order. So they may come to our, you know, microgrid display for 10 or 15 minutes and they just want to get a quick sense of what a microgrid is. And so mm-hmm. we actually have two different models. We have a, you know, once again, a snap circuit model of a main grid, and we have a snap circuit model of a microgrid. And they can actually, you know, turn on a fan to run the uh, the wind turbine and turn a light off and on and see how the solar panel uh, works and how that all can provide uh, power to this little, you know, hands-on model, uh, miniature hands-on model of a microgrid. See, uh, that they can light up an LED, they can actually measure voltage with an inline meter, uh, et cetera. So they, in very short order, can actually, you know, in a very hands-on way, get a, get a sense of how that microgrid works. Mm-hmm. You know, the next step of use, uh, which I also find to be very exciting, is the ability to take this model into a, a classroom setting, mm-hmm. uh, especially middle school or high school or even undergraduate introductory, mm-hmm. uh, where the students could not only just, you know, turn switches, so to speak, but they can actually study the fundamentals of what a microgrid is uh, and then actually be able to design uh, and build their own microgrid, uh, customized, you know, to their, uh, you know, to their, um, you know, their, uh, their design uh, and be able to test it out, see how much voltage they get, how durable is the grid in terms of, uh, you know, length of amount of time that you might be able to get power from the battery, et cetera. So they can actually mm-hmm. ask their own questions design their own microgrid, uh, get their own, you know, results and, and do their data analysis as well to have a kind of full inquiry experience to actually, you know, be doing their own research, uh, their own engineering uh, in, the, in this uh, domain of microgrids. Now, and they can do that using your exploration station. Exactly. All the instructions are there in terms of what equipment is needed, uh, kind of the base model is all mapped up so they would know, uh, you know, where to start. Uh, and then they could, you know, they could really vary, uh, you know, from that from that base model. Um, now I'm curious, what kind of questions do you get? What do you find that people do and don't understand? 
Well, I think you know, the, the questions you know, range quite widely from even just you know, the very fundamentals. I think a lot of people don't really understand you know, where, you know, what is electricity? Where does it come from? How does it move? You know, what is power relative to, to, uh, to energy? And what are all the different sources uh, of, uh, of, of, of electrical power and how do they compare? And so, you know, they can even see, the, you know, the, how much voltage, for example, one might get from a very small, uh, you know, photovoltaic panel versus a small wind turbine versus the battery and just even get some preliminary sense uh, of scale. And then, of course, I think a lot of people are very interested at this point in time uh, in terms of comparing, uh, you know, the feasibility and the adaptability of some of these clean technologies with, you know, with fossil fuels, with using, for example, especially, you know, coal or natural gas to, uh, to you know, to run a more traditional uh, power plant. Mm-hmm. Um, but even for them just to understand, you know, where does that power come from that, that allows you to plug a light in our house, I think is is really important and not to be uh, underestimated. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It's um, And it sounds like you're doing a great job of uh, letting people understand how that happens. It sounds like it would be wonderful at a science museum. It sounds like, you know, something that it would be great to take on the road. Um, and I don't know if that's anything that you do to science museums. We do. We're actually working. You know, we're, we're doing some pilot work exactly along those lines, and we actually you know, we do have some connections with a, a new science museum here in Madison, Wisconsin. So, so, so that may be something that uh, you may see it there. Definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think you know this is, and the thing that is is you know we really designed into this particular uh, activity that this microgrid. You know, it's very, very portable. Just a small, really suitcase, uh, and, and you know, and uh, you know, you'd be on the road, so to speak, uh, and then just take all the pieces out, uh, set them on a table, and you're ready to go. So now, who funded this? This is funded by the Wisconsin Energy Institute, so uh, which you know receives funding from a, a diversity of different sources, including the state, the University of Wisconsin Madison. Uh, we do have grants, uh, you know, from uh, federal agencies as well, you know, uh, for microgrid research uh, and beyond Department of Energy, um, you know, uh, some uh, private uh, funding, Johnson Controls, for example, for uh, the actual research on microgrids and corresponding energy sources, storage systems, et cetera. Now, do you do, um, uh, I, I'm curious, do you do additional research beyond, beyond that? In terms of uh, in terms of energy, in terms of yeah, so yeah, so the microgrid research that's based here uh, UW Madison is quite extensive, and it really uh, primarily focuses on uh, the control mechanisms. How does a microgrid uh, work in a seamless fashion? You know, for example, when you know when, for example, a main grid go, would go down in very short order, you know, how do you make sure that there is uninterrupted uh, supply of a very high uh, quality. So, for example, uh, Robert Lassiter, who's a faculty member actually now emeritus uh, here at UW Madison, as I understand it, actually coined the phrase uh, microgrid and was really um, kind of designed the initial control systems which you know, have been commercially de- deployed uh, around the country. So we really continue to work uh, on that uh, on that that area that uh, that component of microgrid study. So as I said, we also have you know research looking at uh, solar and wind and, and uh, 
uh, and storage as well, which clearly all fit into uh, that larger, more complex, complex microgrid story. Interesting. So John Lasseter is no longer there. Did you say Robert or you said Robert Lasseter? Robert Lasseter. No, he's still here. He's just, I would say he's semi-retired. He's still in and out with some regularity. So uh, Professor uh, Tom Johns has actually taken on a lot of the, uh, the current research in, in microgrids. So, so it, all, it all kind of started have, there. That, is, is it fair to say that a lot of it started there then? We were definitely one of the early, uh, you know, universities, uh, you know, research, you know, uh, electrical research areas in general with microgrid. That's correct. So it's, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a long story, uh, you know, ongoing uh, effort. Really interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, joining me and telling your story. And if people are interested in borrowing or using your microgrid, is that something that's possible? I'm just thinking yeah, about that's listeners. something that we could talk about. But you know, even better that one of the great things about these snap circuits is they're they're really very inexpensive. Uh, they can be purchased, uh, you know, uh, from Amazon or any of a number of different vendors. All the different part numbers and whatever are available on our on our free to download uh, um, uh, website. So, um, and someone who's interested you could just go to energy. Edu, and they'll find an education uh, link there, and they can go to that and and, uh, and find our uh, our microgrid uh, activity. You know, and just download the PDF, uh, and they should be up and running in pretty short order. Okay, so they can just do what you've done yourself themselves. Right, I think that's probably the easiest way to go because the kits are 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 really very uh, economical, and in many cases, uh, a lot of uh, classrooms actually already utilize these SNAP circuits, and so there's a good chance they already have the componentry uh, ready to go. They probably just never thought about the fact that they could actually take all these pieces and make their own microgrid. Ah, very cool. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, Lisa. Thanks so much for your call. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at www.microgridknowledge.com to get an early jump on prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's www.microgridknowledge.com.